The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, DVXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. Yes, we got a connection today. <laughs> so we're coming live again back on Red State Talk Radio. Appreciate Scott helping me out with that. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Again, glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday, uh, what we consider Good Friday. Um, it, it didn't seem good at the time, uh, but Sundays are coming, and uh, that's how I put it. <laughs> and, uh, the Lord Jesus has conquered death, the grave, the hell, the devil, um, and has made them a public spectacle. And so we have reason to rejoice over that. And that's some of the things that I want to I want to cover today. So before I do that, let me get the formalities out of the way. You want to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com or sonsoflibertymedia.com. If you want to watch the um, the video portion of the radio show, jump over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down right there on the right, and that's right, you can see the face, the face that's made for radio. And you can hover over that and just enlarge it if you want to do that to see the things that we're going to show you here this morning on the Sons of Liberty. Also, you can check out the live video feed on my Twitter account at FPPTim, FPPTim on Twitter. Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. The YouTube channel that we've got is B. Dean Sons of Liberty. Michael Roach, our friend over there at Before It's News, has got us up every weekday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, and then 3 p.m. Eastern Time weekdays, and on Saturdays, Bradley's with you in the afternoon. And then finally on DLive.TV, at the Sons of Liberty. And uh, then if you're out across other social media networks, you can go to Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.life. Now, we're going to try this again today. Uh, we are up on our phone bank. Uh, so if you want to call in, please stick to the topic. We're not going to do Chinese buffet. We're talking about the church. We're talking about uh, this tyranny that's come down through this alleged coronavirus of course, if you've been paying attention to what the information we've been giving you, the information we've been giving you from doctors and nurses, you will know the kind of hoax that's being played on the people around the world. Again, we're not saying there's not a real virus, but the problem is is how people are interpreting that, how people are just cowering in fear. And I don't have a message for today of fear for you. I've got one of hope, of victory, of triumph in the midst of this, but it ain't going to come from you sitting in your houses. 
It's not going to come that way. Cowards do not win the day. Well, well, we're just concerned. Well, I understand that. I got, me and my wife have 10 kids. (laughs) I understand concern. But cowering in fear over the quote-unquote invisible enemy is not the way you have victory here. So I want to give you a couple of examples this morning of churches that have just, I guess, headed up to here. Now, at our church, we haven't been shut down. In fact, we've been able to take the last two Sundays and meet outdoors, uh, and we've dealt with Psalm 91, which was a great encouragement. And I'm going to look at that towards the end of the show again, because I think this is the thing. Uh, if Christians are going to, if we're going to say that we we believe that God protects us, that we believe, I'm not saying we put Him in a spot of temptation. That's not what I'm saying. But here's the reality: we the line we're getting. I just want you to, I want you people to think about something. Many of you out there would say Congress does a really poor job. You wouldn't give them high. I think their approval ratings like six or ten percent or something ridiculous. We know it's not just Congress, it's presidents, it's media that constantly lie to us day in and day out, and yet we're supposed to believe them when it comes to this. I want you to stop and think about that. Many of you have submitted to unlawful actions by your governors, your mayors, the, the, the these... I don't even. I can't. I don't, can we really even call these people Doctor Burks and um, Fauci? Can we really call them doctors? We've submitted that to the point that we're destroying ourselves over it, and they're not even elected people who are accountable to the people of the United States. They've admitted putting out bad numbers. Why do we listen to them? Well. It's one of two things. We're just ignorant, which is a high possibility. Look, I was ignorant of a lot of <laughs> a lot of this kind of stuff until maybe four weeks ago when I began to hear from another perspective of what a virus is, an echosome, if you want to look that up. Or those of you who've taken the time, um, you know, and look, I'm not a huge fan of David Icke, but <laughs> I got to tell you, the guy seemed right on to me um, when he spoke about uh, the the echosome, and he was taking Dr. Andrew Kaufman, remember I played him earlier in the week, as to what that is. What people are calling a virus coming outside of us from somebody else into us is actually a bodily response when we have toxins in our body, when our cells become poisoned. And they can become poisoned in a lot of ways, and one of those ways is through the use of different radio frequencies, electromagnetic frequencies and things of this nature, which we're seeing being rolled out. You know, while while everybody's being called non-essential, okay, and you guys get to stay at home, the most non-essential entity in the world continues to work, government. It's not essential, but it continues to work. Also, so are your telecom people. Oh, well, we have to have communication. Yeah, but not to install the new 5G. Hundreds, thousands of satellites will be going up and not in spaceships like you think. See, this is a deception too. 
my my new friend Dave, we had him on yesterday, and yes, I had comic relief for you. <laughs> my mic boom just went and smacked my thing. So if you if you didn't catch that yesterday, just for the information of event two hundred two, which is going to be a, a refuting of the narrative from event one two hundred one by Bill Gates, um, that was one of the things he pointed out to me. Do yourself a favor, look up. Don't use Google. Use some other search engine. Look up Google Loon. Find out how they actually put up satellites. Find out how they actually put them up. It's not what you've been told. And um, so that's just a precursor here. If you want to call in, the number is 215-867-8255. 215-TOP-TALK if if you've got a comment that you want to put in here. What I want to do is I want to first go to a, um, a story that I put out yesterday, and this is um, out of Mississippi. Some of you may have already seen this. This came from Todd Starnes. Uh, Police raid a church drive-in service and issue $500 tickets to entire congregation. Um, i got to tell you, folks, uh, and at the end, I'll kind of get you this. Let let me – this is acting – this is very Nazi-esque, Okay. This is ridiculous. A free people should be free to stay at home if they feel threatened. And a free people should be free to go anywhere they want with other people who are free of the fear and the tyranny of government. We do not need a nanny state. We do not need big government to tell us what to do on this issue. Okay? Here we have these cops, and I call them criminal cops. And they can tell me, well, we're just looking, we're just trying to, you know, do our job. Well, you're not doing your job. You're not doing your job. Yet, apparently, the cops are considered essential. Why? Because they're agents of the state. But not the people they've made sit home. Or that they're tell that they're that their bosses are telling them to sit at home, not go anywhere, not go to work. Not do all these things. And then they send their agents of the state out to write tickets to them while they sit in their cars. They're, ha- they're parked in the church parking lot. And these criminal cops come and ticket every one of them 500 bucks a piece. Now, ask yourself, where are they going to get 500 bucks? Where are they going to get 500 bucks? They're, many of them probably aren't working. And even if they are working, now we have this this unconstitutional stimulus that the president signed. And look, you can justify it all you want to by saying, well, Democrats put it. Look, this guy had the power of the veto. Did he veto it? No. Now they're looking for more money. They're buying up securities. Folks, the Treasury's buying them. That's communism. Don't talk about my president like that. You're just a Trump hater. You're a never Trumper. Whatever. I don't care who it is who was in the office. That's communism. We're here. We're seeing things here that Trump idolaters would have lost their minds over had Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka, the usurper, had he done that, they would have lost their minds. But because he tells you he's a Christian, you'll just go along with it. It's not what he says. It's what he does. It's what he does that matters. In any case, not to get off on that, we'll deal with that in just a little bit. 
When you go over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, you'll find Mississippi Police Raid Church Drive-In Service issued $500 tickets to the entire congregation. Now, again, this comes from Todd Starnes yesterday out of Fox News. Uh, here's the story. Pastor Arthur Scott told the Todd Starnes radio show that he was astonished by the actions of the police department and the mayor's office. Quote, one of the police officers said the mayor wanted to make an example of our church, the pastor said. I told them to get some more tickets ready because we'll be preaching Sunday morning and Sunday night. Good for Pastor Scott. Good for Pastor Scott. I'd recommend taking those tickets, balling them up and throwing them at City Hall. (laughs) Anyway, he says, we've been doing it for three weeks. But Mayor Eric Simmons, who has no authority to shut down churches, there is none. Neither do governors have it. Neither does the president. They don't have it, folks. When he goes and declares a national state of emergency, there's no authority in the Constitution for that. There just isn't any. Okay? Mayor Eric Simmons and the city council banned, uh, that banned churches from hosting drive-in services. The city of Greenville put in place an executive order, it's unlawful, that orders all church buildings closed for in-person and drive-in church services. Now, I want you to think about that just for a moment. This is like watching the liars at the president's coronavirus task force every single day. And I don't watch it, but I know it comes on. This is like watching those liars tell us not to gather while they're in a room with 75 to 100 people. And you look at them. They're shoulder to shoulder. They're not wearing masks. Why? Because masks don't stop any of that stuff anyway. They don't. And, and, and here, this, here they are. They had to gather together for the council, didn't they? How many were in there? Huh? Are they still getting paid? Are they still getting paid there? And they gather together to tell you that you can't do what is constitutionally protected under the First Amendment and push the Constitution out of here. Maybe somebody doesn't even live in the U.S. You have a God-given right. In fact, you have a God-given duty and a command to meet with the people of God. Period. You have it. Now, you're either going to bow your knee to the beast or you're going to bow your knee to Christ. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? So he issues this this um, executive order that all church buildings be closed. You can't have um, the the drive-in service. You can't have an in-person service until the state of Mississippi's shelter-in-place executive order number 1466 is lifted by Governor Tate Reeves. Churches are strongly encouraged to hold services via Facebook Live, Zoom, free conference call, and all the other social media streaming and technology technophonic platforms the order read well what they want to do is get you away from one another part of the worship of the people of god is when they come together not virtually but really scott who has pastored the small church for 45 years said that most of the congregation is elderly and they don't have access to smartphones and you can see the um uh the the guy there the the mayor uh in the video so what happened? The church leaders decided to rig up a radio frequency, oh Lord, <laughs> where congregants could sit in their cars and listen as the pastor delivered the message from the pulpit. Okay, this is sort of an in-between, but they're at least giving some bit of pushback against what's going on here. Okay? At least a little bit of pushback. 
In other words, the church was in compliance with social distancing rules, which are they're unconstitutional, they're unlawful. The whole thing is just silly. Nobody can prove that you can pass along a virus because it's generated out of your body to another person. You just can't do it. Go and do some research on the Spanish flu and see what I'm saying is true. If they can put snot and saliva and everything else in out of the sick people who had the Spanish flu into healthy people and they not get it and it happened hundreds of times, you're not going to be passing things on. That's not what this is from. This is from something else. And the virus, as it is, is a response to what's being ha- to what's happening to these people who they claim get it. If we can even trust that they're getting it, that we've already been told they're labeling people who have heart attacks and all kinds of disease and everything else. If they die, well, it's COVID nineteen. That's what we're putting on. They told you that. They told it to your face. The police officer said, I might go to jail, the elderly pastor said on the radio show. If it means going to jail, and if it mean, if it takes that for me to keep preaching, I'll be glad to go to jail. Amen. Good for you, pastor. Pastor said there was a 25 cars there. Um, you can read the story here at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Now, one of the things, <clears throat> and this, this, is going, this is part of what I've been getting at, because during all of this, we've come out with um, Event 201. We, we, we brought that video out from several years ago with um, uh, bah, 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 Bill Gates, right? And he's basically telling you this. Now, if somebody did what Bill Gates has done, if you had all of these films leading up to the coronavirus thing, because I went back and watched some of them to just get the gist of what was going on. Contagion. That was uh, 2000, well, I can't even remember the, the years. I think it was like 2011, 2009, something like that, Then you, which is basically this. And the funny thing was <laughs> you get to the end of the thing, and they do this, this rewind to show you, oh, it came out of China, and it came from a bat that dropped into a, that ate something that got sick and dropped into a bunch of pigs. And then you're into this issue that my friend Kate Shamarani brought up, and that is it's all tied to things God said in the Old Testament, you're not supposed to eat anyway. But she doesn't believe it comes from the bat either. She believes they're just tying it to these things. And when you get the vaccine, it's got that in it. It's got, it'll have, it'll probably have a bat RNA in it. Just like the previous one was swine. The other one was birds. And there are certain birds that God says that you're not supposed to eat either. And so she believes these are toxins that are there and they're introduced into the vaccines. And the way you really get the sickness that they're talking about is you get the vaccine. And we know vaccines are not effective, but we do know also that they harm many people. Some of them die immediately. I don't want to get on onto that. I'm, I'm just kind of throwing some, some breadcrumbs out for people who haven't followed the Sons of Liberty. You haven't been listening. You haven't been paying attention to the guests we've had or reading the documentation and the articles we have. Um, you know, you really need to do that. That will help you in a lot of ways, get over the fear because you'll know the truth. The truth sets you free, right? Not lies. Lies put you in bondage. So, in my opinion, churches, people who name the name of God. Starnes wrote in his article that he found it disturbing um, that this was occurring in the Bible Belt, in Mississippi. But I don't find it disturbing at all. You know why? Because a lot of people in the Bible Belt have been retreating when they should have been advancing. They're more politically, you know, 
supportive of some political figure than they are of the Word of God. Let me say it again. They're more supportive of a political figure than they are of the Word of God. Let me give you for an example. Years ago, when I became a, uh, a new Christian, and this has been, gosh, 25 years ago or longer, and I used to go with some friends. One of them actually showed up in on my Facebook page this morning. I don't know if, if he's still there or not. But we used to go to these events, uh, conferences, and they'd have them two or three days, and they would have men get up, and they would preach one after the other. And some of them were very good, and some of them I look back now, and I kind of go, you weren't so good. But some of them were, were really good, and, and they were encouraging to the other pastors who would come, and they would hear. And the people would applaud the Word of God being preached and being preached faithfully. And then they had political leaders to come in. And when those political leaders, I remember one of them was Dan Quayle. And I remember even as a young Christian looking as people stood for several minutes and applauded this man. And right there I got a sense of where the church goes, what they lean towards, the church in America anyway. And so I'm glad to see these churches standing up. Now, I told you yesterday I was going to you know, have a show and deal with Mark of the Beast. And yesterday was just a mess. I've got to do a pre-record today. And so I didn't have time to put the things together I wanted to do. Because I see people you know, ripping the book of Revelation right out of its context, its historical context, and jumping over to tattoos and microchips and all this other stuff. And while we might can make an application for those things, that is not how the text is interpreted. And there is a historical context for Revelation. Um, and one of the things I want to uh, offer to people is a guy in our presbytery. Uh, his name is Phil Kaiser, and he's got a series on sermon audio on Revelation. In fact, he takes 10, ser- I think it takes about 10 sermons to lay the background for it because everything that you see in the book of Revelation has a historical context to it, including its background. If you can't understand the symbolism, they're not black helicopters and microchips and stuff. That's not what's being described here. He's pointing back to things that we already have from the Old Testament. So I'm putting that up. You do your own homework. You listen and you go investigate and you check it out and you see if it isn't exactly how you interpret the text. And then you can apply it to several things. Okay, The application can take place, in fact, several places down through history. What we're seeing now is an application of that. And if you wonder why I call the state the beast now, it's because that's what it's become. Romans 13 tells us that there's nothing to fear from the king, from those in authority, if they're doing the right thing, because they're ministers of God. There's nothing to fear there. But when they're not doing that, when they're not punishing the evildoer, okay, and... Paul specifically writes, they, they don't hold the sword in vain. And you guys know how I feel about the prison system. I think it is an injustice for the victims and for the criminal. If there is somebody who has been either confessed, or they have two or three witnesses in which they're convicted of their crime, and it is a capital crime. There's about 10 or 12 of those in the Bible. 
We should be giving those people dirt naps, not putting them up with three hots and a cots for the rest of their life. Having our property held hostage to pay taxes for them. Being forced to, to work to, to pay to keep them up because we want to, quote-unquote, rehabilitate them. That's not what the Bible says. And the Bible gives us no instance in which God commanded that we put people in prison like that. Just didn't give it. Okay? So, with that said, there are other things that are going on. Okay, so we have a guy. Uh, he is over at globalnews.ca. And his name's Josh Elliott. <laughs> this is kind of uh, interesting. Rogue pastors deny destroy coronavirus threat ahead of Easter in the U.S. Um, here's here's what he here's what he had to write. If shouting and wish, and this is before I get to some more good news. If shouting and wishful thinking could cure the coronavirus pandemic, the United States will be having a problem right now, or wouldn't be having a problem right now. Uh, <laughs> stop and just think of it. We have a problem right now because we have people lying to us about what this is. That's what we have a problem about. Nevertheless, some of America's most outspoken preachers ha- has have had that's just a typo. Look, I I get it. Has been churning out divinely inspired viral moments during the COVID nineteen crisis. It's not a crisis. It's a lie. Touting faith over facts in the lead up to Easter. Uh, haven't seen any facts there, bruh. They've also touched off fierce debate over individual religious freedom versus the public good. Does that sound very Marxist to everyone who knows anything about the planks of Marxism or planks of communism? Individual religious freedom versus the public good. I told you communism's right in the midst of all of this. And the little indoctrinated commies Keep pumping it out amidst the crisis. U.S. President Donald Trump seemingly fanned the flames of such attitudes early on when he offered vague and optimistic hopes of the virus simply vanishing from the United States. One day, it's like a miracle. It'll disappear. Now, how can you say that? This, let, me, let, me, let me let you in on this. I'm getting it from people in the U.K., that they're being told that starting yesterday through Tuesday, they're going to hit a peak, and most of them will be young children. Now, how do these people know that? Stop and ask yourself that. How do they know that? I'll tell you how they know that. (laughs) Because they know what's going on. And it isn't, coronavirus, it isn't COVID-19. How can you say it? Specifically little children. And you know, in, in um, there, I got a, um, a voice message from, there was a, a, a lady, and she sounded like, from what, I, from what I gathered, she was some kind of an ambulance dispatcher over in the UK. And she said, if somebody gets this thing, they're not going to be sending an ambulance after them. Because she says they're going to die. Now, all while this lockdown's going on, I'm seeing the videos. I'm hearing from the people in the UK. They're out putting 5G in. All right? Just so you know, just so you know that that's going on. So here's Trump. He says, oh, it's going to vanish. 
It's just going to disappear. He said at a televised cabinet meeting on February 27th, Trump later called for packed churches on Easter. Well, yeah. How about packed churches every Sunday? And he eventually backed down from the stance amid pressure from his scientific advisors. Yeah, the same people who lied to us about the numbers. The same people who lied to us that you can catch the virus from, I don't know, being closer than six feet to somebody else. All that nonsense. And yet, everybody wants to get on Dr. Bur- uh, Bricks and the Burks, whatever her name is, and Dr. Fauci. Who's giving them the platform every day? Who's given? Why aren't you pointing that out? Who's giving them the platform to lie to you every day? Some of his evangelical supporters on the religious right have continued to downplay or reject the threat posed by the virus and have even gone as far to actively contradict public health advice that could put their followers' lives at risk. Well, this is part of being a free society. Thank you very much. We have the right to reject bad information when it comes from unconstitutional public health services. We have the right to reject that. We have a right to a second opinion. And mine is based... One, my protection, obviously, is based in the Word of God. But two, it's not like I don't run to people who are in the medical community, too, to say, hey, help me understand these kinds of things, and they do. These people who are in play making policies that affect your life and your family's life and your children's life. Here's the thing. They are lying to you. And you are just eating it up. The fear has gripped America, and it's time the fear that we got rid of the fear. Those of you who name the name of Christ, what are you doing being so fearful? Has your Lord not told you, do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid? Why are you afraid then? Is it because... Really, your God has become the state? Maybe you didn't realize it. Is it because your God's become the state? You've bowed the knee to the beast rather than bowed the knee to Christ? Um, There are other things. In fact, uh, along that vein, um, I had one of these little memes that I put up uh, the other day, and I was going to show it to... The viewing audience, and I'll just read off my comments. I mean, it's it's pretty simple here. Uh, it's not difficult to understand. And uh, my friend Gordon decided to chime in a little bit, which was it was it was pretty funny. Um, so this is this is what I put on onto my Facebook page. Sundays are coming. Are you going to listen to the beast or the king? Professed Christians. Will you gather with the king's people to worship him, or will you grovel in your homes? in worship to the beast. That, my friends, is the mark of the beast. And I'm telling you, cross-reference Revelation 13 with Deuteronomy 6. Hands and foreheads. Look at that. What you think, what you do. What you think and what you do. Do the, do the cross-referencing. Who are you submitting yourself to? To God or to the state? Which one? You're, you're doing it to one or the other. Okay? And what's going on here. Now, I'm not against, again, good law, because good law is always right and holy and just. 
But when you have bad law, then that becomes sin. John says sin is transgression of the law. And those in authority are to uphold the law. They're to uphold the law as ministers of God. And when they get out from under that and when they start lording it over people and when they start acting tyrannically, they're no longer under God's authority. They're not acting as his ministers. This is why I've said over and over they need to be held accountable. Now, everybody's fine with that until I call Donald Trump on that, and then they want to say, well, who, who's the, who are you going to put in his place? Well, that's the wrong question to ask. The question is, what do we do with him according to our Constitution? Because there's a person ready to take his place, and I'm not any more a fan of Mike Pence than I am of Donald Trump. But the fact of the matter, we have those things in place. You deal with the criminal who's committing the crimes. What crimes? What crimes? Go back in some of the things. You'll see them. The latest is the stimulus. It's unconstitutional. The Constitution is the supreme law of the land. It's being violated. And it's not just Trump. It's all those people that Thomas Massey wanted their names on the vote on that stimulus bill. All of those people who voted for it should have been ousted by their people. They should have been in an uproar. But they were eager to get that 1200 buck check, which many of you, it looks like it's just going to be a credit on next year's taxes. Meanwhile... The Kennedy Center gets $25 million, and other places get millions of dollars. And it may even be that the student debt loan is paid for if the students want it. There's grants. I forget, uh, Lynn sent me the information on that yesterday. And a grant is something you don't have to pay back. It's to help take care of students. So he, he may, they may just beat Bernie Sanders to paying off the student debt loan. And I guess that'll be something he can use again in November to get your vote when you vote for the same stuff over and over and over, thinking you're going to change something. Now, there's another article that's very positive about churches um, to some extent. I mean, again, I'm I'm glad at least people will... Go, we'll go. We'll we'll make attempts to do those things. But again, we we've got uh, this comes out of Al Jazeera of all places. Um, there are local governments prohibiting gatherings. Churches turn to streaming services and drive in movie theaters. And they write the holiest time of year for Christians. Churches across the United States are wrestling with how to hold services. Many churches are offering parishioners live streaming options so they can observe Good Friday and Easter on TV, smartphones, and computers. Others are sending worshipers to drive-in movie theaters for services. Then we have the governors in several states have deemed church an essential service. It's not even their place to deem it anything. It's none of their business. They're supposed to protect the rights of the people to gather together. That's part of First Amendment, too. Allowing Easter worship to proceed even as public health officials warn that large gatherings could be a major setback amid a pandemic that has killed more than 16,000 people. 16,000 people in the U.S. How many of those are inflated numbers where they died from pre-existing condition? That just was just a cherry on the top of the cake if they even had it. That Nobody questions that at all. Nobody questions it. 
The restrictions have created conflicts with state and local authorities. Kansas lawmakers on Wednesday threw out an order, good for Kansas, by the governor that limited church gatherings to 10 people. And by the way, the governor there, um, it, it, I'm, I've had so much information get through my head. I want to say she's a, she's a woman governor, and you go, well, you're a sexist. And no, I'm telling you, God said that when you're ruled by women and children, it's a sign of his judgment. You can like that or not like that. You can like me or not like me, but that's what God said. So you have these things going on. You've got the Reverend John Greiner said the glorious way church in Houston, Texas, initially moved services online after the county limited large gatherings, but his congregation will hold in-person services on Easter. Well, Reverend John, if they're doing that on Easter, why don't you do it every other day? This is what I don't understand. We can't do what God called us to do on live stream. Amen. That's a good statement. Now, look. We have live streaming of our church services. And usually that's for those who might be sick at the time or maybe they're like a, like a, a shut-in or something like that so that they can at least participate and hear the Word of God. Okay, I have nothing against live streaming. But to force people into that, when we already know these people have lied to us about this on a number of issues the exact numbers of people getting sick, the numbers of people dying. They've come out and said, we're just late. I mean, the video I watched the other day uh, from Dr. Burks, what was the deal? She said, oh, we're just going to label it. We know other countries are not doing it, but we're going to label it like that. We're going to lay it, uh, label it as COVID-19, despite the fact they had a heart attack, they had diabetes, they had this, that, and the other, and then they got, that were said that they have this. This is a problem, folks. And you say, well, you're just, you just don't care about anybody. Actually, the opposite is true. I think people who are fearful of getting COVID-19, if you want to self-quarantine, self-quarantine. This is like the vaccination uh, nonsense that we hear, the debate we hear over that. If you want to go get that vaccine, you go pump all that junk in your body when you're not sick. Go ahead and pump it in there. How many of you, let's get the numbers out on that. How many of you are going to become apoplectic? You're just going to fall over dead when you get the the vaccine. And then how many of you are going to get sick after you get the vaccine? Let's start looking at those numbers. Okay? And those of us who don't want it, we shouldn't be a threat to, to you at all. You should be covered, right? Because that's what the vaccine's for. But time and time again, we've we've been shown flu vaccines are ineffective at a high rate. And then often when people get a flu vaccine, what happens to them? They get sick from the flu. You know why? Because they're putting the flu in you. That's what a vaccine contains, among other things. Let's not even get into the animal RNA and murdered baby cells from abortions. And all the other junk. You remember, you know, it used to be said not to uh, that, that mercury was dangerous for you, and yet we're finding out that's in vaccines too. Still want to go take that vaccine because you cower in fear before the beast, and he says this is the only solution we have for this. You're going to get what's coming to you. I'm just telling you, you're going to get what's coming to you. 
keep doing that. Um, there are several things going on across the world in this uh, with regard to the churches. Um, from Again, from Al Jazeera here, the fallout from the pandemic has upended other rituals worldwide. Easter egg hunts have been canceled in favor of virtual events where children go on the Internet to find eggs. <laughs> Gosh. I'm sure some kids like that too, but uh, anyway, e- Easter's not about eggs, and it ain't about a bunny rabbit. Okay, it just isn't. And I don't even like the term Easter. Um, it's too close with Ishtar. Anyway, German Chancellor Angela Merkel emphasized that even short trips inside Germany to the seaside or the mountains or relatives can't happen over Easter this year. Mm, yeah, this is the lady who's allowed her country to be invaded. By Islam. Who's telling you that? We can't even allow you to go with your family to the mountains, to be outside, down by the seashore. Fresh air, sunshine, all of that is good for you health-wise. The vitamins that come from being outside, being grounded on the ground, bare feet, all of that kind of stuff. Those things are good for your immune system. The very thing the beast is attacking with the foods that it approves, the FDA is unconstitutional. Not only are they approving bad vaccines and drugs that actually kill people, and you can go to their website and see it, hundreds of thousands of Americans, maybe millions. But you can see it, and they'll list them. They'll list the numbers, people who died from drugs they approved. But you trust them, don't you? Because they're official. They're an authority. I'll tell you what they are. They're getting their hands greased by big pharma and big agriculture and all the other stuff. That's what they're doing. And they're not held accountable to it either. Not a bit. Back to this uh, piece from Al Jazeera. They write, New Zealand police warn people not to drive to vacation homes and risk arrest. And Lithuania moved to lock down major cities and the heavily Catholic nation. Pope Francis will celebrate Easter Mass in Rome in a nearly empty St. Peter's Basilica instead of the huge square outside and in the United Kingdom. Why wouldn't he go outside? He's definitely going to have social distancing. I guess the people aren't, but whatever. It's just The whole thing is goofy. It's ridiculous of how people are responding here. We've got uh, the Reverend Michael Waters said members of his 500-person Methodist congregation are among those who've gotten sick, and many have jobs that don't allow the luxury of social distancing. I mean, he said, at the core of our faith, of 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 the Christian faith, is the commandment to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and our neighbors as ourself. Anything that puts the lives of our neighbors at jeopardy should not be promoted or endorsed through the church. Well, I would agree with that, Pastor Waters, if you can prove to me, not you're assuming, because that's all this is. There has not been a test, as far as I know, and I've looked at several studies that people have sent me, there has never, ever been proven that person A can transfer a virus to person B. And the only time anything close resembles that is a person with, quote-unquote, the rabies virus. And that's if they bite you. In other words, they inject it into you from them. 
and it happens to get in you. That's it. Otherwise, you have the rabies virus. You can get around that person all day long. You can touch them. You can be right in their face. They can spit on you, cough on you. It's, I know it's nasty, you know, but it's not going to transfer anything to you. Nobody's proven that at all. Again, go back and look at what they did with Spanish flu. Then listen to the interview with Michael Kaufman. Uh, excuse me, Andrew Kaufman. Listen to what we've had with uh, Nurse Kate from the UK. By the way, just a uh, heads up, beginning next Saturday, Lord willing, Kate's going to be on the Sons of Liberty. We're going to be doing health and wellness show every Saturday or something like that. At least that's what we're going to plan to do every Saturday, a health and wellness show. And we're going to tackle this kind of thing first on, or right up front. We're going to be having people who talk about how changing in nutrition and such wins the day over modern medicine of chemotherapy and things like this. And I think that'll be an encouragement to people. I think it'll help open people's understanding up to how they're being deceived through what the Bible calls pharmakia, sorcery. They're being deceived in these things. Now, with that said, I'm going to touch on two particular passages of Scripture right quick, okay? I'm not going to take a lot of time in it. Because, like I said, I, I wanted to cover this today because I hear so many people, their fear just resonates even out of what they read in the Scripture. I'm like, the Scripture is supposed to bring us comfort. It's supposed to be that which gives us hope and it solidifies our faith, not brings us fear. What are we doing, people? So I want to take you to two passages. The first one I want to take you to is to Revelation 13. And I want to address something really quick. And this goes back to the meme that I put out earlier. In Revelation 13, there are two beasts there, one in the sea, one that comes up out of the sea, one that comes up out of the land. I'm going to take a long time to exegete the text and put it in historical context. I would recommend going to the Revelation series by Phil Kaiser. I'll have the link in the archive this morning at sonslibertymedia.com. If you want to know what the mark of the beast is, Go there and hear the historical context and hear the evidence for yourself and then go through the whole series. Don't just start there. I have young Christians who are just so wiped up on, on Mark of the Beast, Mark of the Beast, Mark of the Beast. And I'm like, look, let's focus on the simple things, for, or not the simple things, let's focus on the more, I guess, difficult things, but they're simple to understand. Let's focus on holiness. Let's focus on obeying God. Let's fo- focus on loving God. Let's focus on loving our neighbor. Let's do that stuff first, then we can deal with the more meatier things of what this is. But I I do want to hit this really quick. So this second beast comes up in the midst of the first beast, and he sets up an image to the beast. Verse 15 says, And he had power to give life into the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is not 666, it's 600, threescore, and six. Okay? So, when you go back in history you will find that in Rome, okay, prior to the destruction of Jerusalem, they would take 
And people who would pledge their allegiance to Rome, if you go back and read Deuteronomy 6, God told the people, he says, you take my commands, they'll be in your heart. They'll be in your heart. Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. They'll be in your heart. You you teach them diligently to your children. First, got to be in you. Then you teach them to your children. And then he says, you'll bind them on your hands, and they'll be as frontlets between your eyes. Now, Jews had what they called phylacteries. They're little boxes, and if they were real spiritual, they wanted to make them big boxes. You know how those guys are, right? So they have these little boxes, and they have bits of Scripture written on them, and they put them in the box, and they'd wrap them around their hand, their right hand, or they would tie them around their forehead. And you can still see images of this today. You can just put on, you want to see the phylactery of the Jew or something like that. And you can see them. You can see even today there are some who wear those things. Okay, So, what happened in Rome was they would take and they would move the phylactery from the right hand to the left hand and they would put like a, a piece of leather there that would have an insignia on it, like a seal. And it would, Rome did it to show who owned them? It wasn't God. It was Rome. They were showing their allegiance to Rome, or they'd wear it uh, with a coin around their head. The coin hung right in the middle of their forehead. And this was so they could buy or sell. They had to show that allegiance to them. Okay? Now, you say, well, then how do we get something for today? Well, this is the thing. One, interpret the text in the historical context, in the grammar it's, it's written in, literally. That's what literally means, in the literary form it is. It's not literal um, in the sense of, I'm looking for this, this, and this, uh, that sometimes it says is in vision form. We're looking at apocalyptic literature. So what I'm saying is, you go back and you go into the history, and you see what these things are. Okay. Now, can we apply that across history? Yes, we can. Because we see all through history, there are those in authority who usurp that authority and they put away the commands of God and they establish themselves as though they are God. This has happened all through history. Some of you listening can name a couple of people who've done this, especially in the 20th century. One of the largest centuries for democide, death by government. <laughs> Boy, that's one that, that's one we ought to compare to coronavirus, isn't it? How many numbers of people have been killed by their government compared to coronavirus? I think we need to outlaw. We need to have social distancing from government. <laughs> I mean, that would be the logic, right? All right, now the second thing is, uh, as we're getting ready to close out, because I do want to give a word of encouragement here. When even at, let me let me just quickly give you this thing on the mark of the beast. Yes, can I see that if government demands you have to have a vaccine? Yeah, I. You can see that becoming an application of what we read in um, Revelation thirteen, even though I think the interpretation comes in first century. Why? Because it's just the fulfillment of what you're already doing. If you're one who is submitting to a tyrannical government and not calling out its sins. You say, well, we're supposed to submit to them. No, you're supposed to submit to them when they're doing the right thing. Did John the Baptist submit to Herod? Yes and no. He didn't act unlawfully, but he called him out on his sin, didn't he? And it cost him his head. Did Jesus submit 
to the lawlessness of the Romans and the Jews? No, but he called them out on their sin. All right? Now, I want to finish with this one, because this is very important. Many Christians are fearful. But the Bible tells us this, Psalm 91, and this is what we've been going, we were going through the past two Sundays. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Why? Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. Now, there's, there's, there, there are conditions here. I want you to pay close attention to that. One, he starts out and he says, if you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Are you dwelling in the secret place of the Most High? Then this promise is for you. If you're not, it's not for you. He also goes on and he says, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation. Have you made the Most High your habitation? Yes? No? If you have, this promise is for you. If you have not, it is not for you. And so look, if you name the name of Christ, this Sunday... You get a chance to gather with other people that same Christ has saved from sin. And the beast is telling you, don't go do it. You could get coronavirus. You could get a ticket for 500 bucks for going and meeting with the people of God. Because we have said so, and it must be. I want to ask you something, folks. Forget the vaccines, forget the microchips and all that other stuff. If you are cowering in fear about this, you might want to check whether or not you're headed right there for the mark of the beast anyway. Just saying. Just saying. God's given his commands. They're clear. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Again, we're going to be having Ben McClintock on the show, Defending Utah. Going to do a pre-record today. Hopefully we'll get that up on Monday, maybe Sunday night. Look for it. 23 hours, not 23 hours. You guys have a great Lord's Day on Sunday. See ya.